0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Yumiko is excited to introduce their brand new style, the Fiona. This mock wrap-back style resembles the popular Masha. But with a scoop front neckline and camisole straps, the front is seamless and classic while the back is strikingly bold. With an overall flattering fit, we have a feeling that you are going to love it. A variety of ready-to-wear options are now available online and in stores, or you can even personalize your own. Additional ready-to-wear styles will launch mid-month, so be sure to stay tuned for new releases and all things Yumiko at yumiko.com and follow them on Instagram at yumiko. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro.
1: And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance.
0: Hi, Michael.
1: Hi, Rebecca. How's it going?
0: Greetings from quarantine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: um, has, has, uh, you, you don't have any cases in Stewart. I'm assuming
0: we actually don't, which is insane, but they just started, um, testing here like on Sunday, I think. And it takes like however many days. So I bet you like tomorrow morning they'll be like, there's a million people.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how you guys have testing. It's impossible to get tested in New York. I know a lot of people that have had symptoms and they can't like the New York policy is basically just stay home.
0: We have a drive through one at the hospital, like down the street. Yeah, That's crazy. So it's by okay. a, a by appointment only, but <clears throat> so you have to like qualify for whatever, and your um your primary physician has to send you at right. at this time. But yeah, at least it's something. I was really shocked too, especially because we don't have. But see, of course, we're dealing with a much lower population here than <clears throat> New York is, obviously. So right, um,
1: yeah. Well, so I crazy. think we should say firstly that everyone should listen to the CDC guidelines and their local leaders and. Take all of the precautions very, very seriously, because if you don't, then we will end up in a far worse situation than having to sit at home. So
0: Absolutely true. Just
1: everybody calm down and listen to the people in charge, I guess.
0: Yeah. I saw um, (laughs) a wonderful meme. I mean, the meme work has been exceptional throughout this whole thing, but I saw one yesterday that I really loved that said, your grandparents were called to war. You're called to sit on your couch. You can do this. (laughs) Yeah. We can do it. It will be fine.
1: (laughs) We'll all, we'll make it through this. I mean, it is a a huge mental test. Like it is, it's crazy to think of how much it flips the difference between, like you wanting to just spend a weekend on your sofa and how good that would feel when you're at the peak of your, um, your, your yeah. And then now being forced to, it's just like, it feels like imprisonment, yeah, but you have to just work through. So we're here to, to try to, to help through that yeah. and, you know, um, give some ideas of what, well, what we're doing and what other people have been suggesting to, yeah. um, help stay positive and productive during this really uncertain time.
0: Yeah, we got a few questions. (laughs) We posted um, asking people for some questions on some quarantine content (laughs) on our Instagram. And so we appreciate that a lot of you sounded off on things. And we're not going to get to like every single thing today. There were some questions that were ideas for future pods that, and who knows how long this will last, we might Mm -hmm. get to all of it. Um, But right now we got a lot of questions pertaining to, you know, our ballet community kind of wondering what to do at this time. Um, So we want to address those sorts of things today, and we're calling it our ballet quarantine survival (laughs) or whatever.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the first thing that a lot of people have been doing, myself included, is just trying to find good classes to take, you know, um, things that are available online. And uh, what I've been doing, and it's really – very difficult. Uh, if you do the advanced level, I'm not quite ready for the advanced, but Evelyn, my roommate and I have been doing advanced level for two uh, two days. <laughs> 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 two days. It's day three of our quarantine or like self-imposed quarantine and uh, and day two of our Katie Morgan video uh, classes. So we've been doing the advanced class. It's really hard. Uh-huh. And you. it's like you start off your day, you do it. And you've already accomplished something, yeah. you know, that you would need to go out into the world to do generally. So that – Katie Morgan's – I haven't even started going through it yet, but she has a ton of classes. It looks like a goldmine. I've only only—I've been stuck on the advanced level for two days that I will explore. She has a, like a stretch and strengthening class. She has intermediate levels that might be good for a day where, you know, I need to take it down a notch. So <laughs> <we're, clears throat> I'm very into Katherine Morgan's YouTube channel. So everyone check her
0: out. Yeah. So – and we put together a few other – um, items of things on YouTube. One of which a lot of that, a lot of things that I found was world ballet day videos, which Mm -hmm. you might not be thinking of right now, but they show the entire class. So you could follow along at home. It might not be as personalized as like that Katie Morgan, um, her YouTube channel, but that's another option for if this gets really long and we need a lot of different class options.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a great resource. I heard um, former podcast guest Daniel Applebaum. He loves to take those videos or along those videos. Yeah. I think he really likes the Royal Ballet one.
0: Yeah. There's Um, a lot. I found that a lot of Royal Ballet ones on there. mm -hmm. I think there's like multiple. So um, that's good to know from someone who's taken it. Um,
1: Speaking of former guests, uh, John Clifford has uh, a ballet class that's great with Portland Ballet. I thought he used to have one um that he did in Montreal with the professional company as well.
0: There might so be more. That was one that I found, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he has some more up there and that's Regardless, great...
1: Even if even if he doesn't, it's still really a gold mine. Like if you want to outside of taking class, he has so many great uh yes. resources. Uh, even outside of just um balancing and, and Robbins related material, he has great great things up there. So that is a fun ballet hole to dive into
0: mm-hmm. then there's a couple um miami city ballet school has a class online a full class uh that was posted via dance spirit and then p and has posted <clears throat> two summer course classes one's from 2018 and one's from 2016 and one of which is a men's class which is nice for the men out there who would maybe like something a little more um so that's really another great resource on there
1: is are those peter Bull classes or no
0: you know what? I'm not sure. I didn't watch them. I was just kind of like going through and um, cataloging a, a what's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if one of them wasn't in your mm-hmm. class. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, if they are, I'm going to look. See, I I haven't even fully delved into this since.
0: There's so much. Uh, there really
1: yeah. is. I just got stuck on Katie Morgan. But uh, we will. I mean, it's possible we're going to be inside for eight weeks or more. I mean, the CDC recommended no gatherings of 50 or more people. For eight weeks. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff to go through. Right. Um, Ashley Bowder just launched a YouTube channel, former mm-hmm. podcast guest, yep. Ashley Bowder. Um, and she's teaching Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Uh, it's a live stream that is saved to her YouTube channel after. So maybe I'll check that out tomorrow too.
0: Yeah.
1: That's um, a great think, and another thing I just was looking at today that um, has come up in my feed. Two people that are not podcast guests yet, but I want them on so badly. We tried to get them on for Vale Dance Festival. Um, they're from the Martha Graham Dance Company. Um, uh, they, but we were only there for one day, so we only got Charlotte, who is our our fave. We love her. She is great. Um, yeah. But two others that we I really wanted on the uh, podcast, Marcia Mamoli and Lloyd Knight, um, have been giving Graham classes. Nice. And that's something that I was like, maybe I'll try that out one day, you know, that
0: would be fun Uh,
1: just to mix it up. And they're on Instagram and they save it after I believe. Mm -hmm. And their, uh, handles are at Marzia, Mem, M a R Z I a M E M. And at Lloyd Knight, L L O Y D K N I G H T.
0: Awesome. And another, um, (laughs) another Instagram class that has been saved to Instagram. It was a live, um, with Alicia Graf. um, that was a Juilliard class. So that's now available on at, at Juilliard School. And so they have that uh, available on Instagram right now as well.
1: That's great. Yeah. We, ha- we, ha- we have so many things to do in the next eight yeah. weeks. And Tyler gonna, Peck gonna is... going to fly by maybe?
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Tyler Peck is also doing a whole bunch of Instagram lives. I know that she was just starting one when you and I signed on to do this right now. Um, I'm sure... I think she's announcing regularly when she will do those classes. And the other thing I wanted to mention too is... <laughs> To follow, to follow the Veil Dance Festival, they're doing a really fun job of including videos from some of the festival favorites, um, a little like exercises they're doing at home and stuff. So it's kind of like a nice catalog of what dancers around Instagram are doing. And so I have been enjoying um, checking out what they've been sharing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we have a, like another list of uh, we could do a quick rundown of places outside of Instagram and YouTube. Um, that one can find, and this is really interesting. I that I saw you added this, and um, I've never heard of this. But One on One Ballet mm-hmm. is a, a, an app by Svetlana Lunkina, and it records AI technology records your movement, such as the position of your body in space, speed, angles, angular velocity, and compares it to a professional ballet dancer exercise, executing the same exercises to help you analyze and correct your work. How cool the app is, that? is currently available on and it offers uh, 59 different exercises available on Google Play, Apple Store, etc. So that's interesting. I know I've never tried
0: it. So if anyone tries it, let us know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of want to try it just so it can roast me and tell me I'm not a professional dancer anymore.
0: (laughs) Um, Another great uh, resource is Dancio, who we have also a friend of the pod. Um, They have a lot of great, um, I believe they're it must be on their website. You must go to their website for um, those classes. But they have a lot of really wonderful classes with really great teachers. Um, so definitely go check them out. And then uh, we spoke this week with Fayette Virtual Ballet School um, owners, Fran Fayette and Lauren Fadley Fayette. And so they are offering a lot of um, online options as well um, for different ways to stay in shape and kind of work with a coach right now. So those are another, another two good resources.
1: And lastly, we had, of course, Ballet Beautiful, which is not ballet, you know, verbatim, but it's a different way to move your body that may might help you get through uh, the next few weeks.
0: Yeah. Um, so another question um, that we got is how can dancers be helped directly. Um there were a few people asking us on Instagram, you know, that they're worried about dancers and you know, of course the economic impact is something everyone is worried about and for um dancers and art, we know that that's one of the things that always kind of gets cut first cuz it's not seen as a necessity as some other things um, might be. So we have put together some resources hopefully Um, this helps a little bit. We're just, you know, trying to scour the internet and find some links for you. And we're going to, uh, put all of these links in on our website as well. Um, conversations on dancepod.com. So if you want to find any of this. Um, but firstly, if you are a dancer, um, maybe consider getting in touch with the actors fund. Mm -hmm. Uh, we checked out their website. They have a lot of, um, information up there they're trying to help direct you in the places that you can to help financially and, and any other way, um, that they can, we've been in touch with actors fund before, and they've been very helpful. So, um, we hope that that's a resource that will help those of you who are looking for that.
1: Mm -hmm. And naturally there are, um, more obvious ways, like, uh, if you are not a dancer and you are, um, in a position where you can still help Uh, financially at this point. I know everyone's tendency right now is going to be to hoard your money and most of us, many of us do not, uh, you know, we don't have that nest egg or, um, you know, rainy day savings and that is very understandable. But if you are in a place where you could donate directly to your favorite company uh, or your favorite dancers company, remember that smaller companies will feel this impact more than larger companies and they all, but every company truly needs your help and support if you are able to offer even, you know, a sliver of a donation. I think that, you know, it, it says a lot right now.
0: Yeah. And one other thing that I found in my research was, um, the dance union podcast has started a GoFundMe page for New York city based dancers. Um, right now they're working on raising money. Um, and then they're going to create a form to apply for so that dancers can apply to access that money. Um, so we suggest that, uh, we'll have that link up too. that. We suggest that if you are able to maybe look at, um, that, see if that's something that you might be interested in doing again, we're just trying to kind of put together resources. You know, it's not, we haven't vetted every single thing, but you know, these are things that we've found and we want to share with you.
1: I mean, I'll be applying as soon as we get off the phone. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Um, and lastly, if you can tell Congress to include displaced entertainment workers in relief in the relief package that they're working on, um, you know, I, I, find it pretty mind-boggling that nothing that I've heard coming out of Congress at the moment um, in this relief package includes anything that would support people that have been laid off, which is basically every dancer. Um, You know, I mean, a payroll tax is no good if you're off payroll. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell Congress that you don't accept that (laughs) and that we need to be a part of whatever relief package is going to be
0: um, put forward. Right. And Action Network has some uh, ways that you can um, get in touch with Congress and have your voice heard on that particular topic. Um, Another thing, question that we got that I particularly liked um, because I have a lot of experience with this, and I know, Michael, you do too. um, Some tips for taking class on your own. It can be very, any sort of workout or anything can be very difficult to do on your own. And so um, people were looking for some tips on that in particular, kind of like the timing of the class. So Michael, Mm -hmm. what are some of your tips for that?
1: I don't know if this would be something that other people would find effective. And it's a little strange because you're, it means you're doing things out of tempo. But (laughs) I
0: knew you were gonna say this is the first thing I knew it.
1: I just, you just play beautiful music that you love. Like, it's just like, I always start by playing Afternoon of a Fawn. Um, that's what gets me going and puts me in like the ballet mood and makes me like feel attached to um, something I love and want to do mm-hmm. rather than sort of having to like plot along and be like, okay, uh, here I am alone in a studio or now presently like a living room probably. Right. Um, trying to force myself to do something that I don't necessarily have motivation or feels like a long we're mostly thinking from an injured point of view and right. I feel it can feel like such a long slog ahead. Right. And you're just like, Oh, why am I here? So you just do something that makes you feel good. So I would always play Fawn and Emeralds or, uh, Bram Schoenberg quartet or the false, lots of Ravel get Ravel up in there. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So just find music that makes you happy classical music that makes you want to dance. Right. Um, or
0: pop music. Sometimes to it up. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've taught class with pop music before just to, you know, it give, gives you a little pep. Yeah. Um, what about you? What are you, Do you have anything that you
0: well, feel I was, like really helps? I was thinking that sometimes I um, – it is along the same lines as the music. And I, I know that you also do this as well. But I find that – and also when I teach that it's really helpful to have a ballet – I was about to say CD, Um, (laughs) but on your phone, have an album of ballet Mm -hmm. music that includes like tondus, like multiple tondus, you know, Mm -hmm. it Like it lists out kind of and maps out the class for you, Mm -hmm. which sort of helps you be like, okay, next now, you know, this is what's going to come next. And it kind of allows you to not kind of like take some things out or because if we're talking about pacing and making sure that we have a complete class where we feel like we've gotten a full workout, I think having right. some of that music um, that's kind of indicating what to do next and has lots and lots of options. I mean, my biggest thing is just do a lot of tondus and do a lot of fast tendus because right. that really is such a foundation for what we do as dancers. And if you can pick up the pace with them, you're getting your heart rate up Mm-hmm. You're using all of those essential muscles, those rotator muscles. You have to stabilize with your abdominals. You know, you're getting that inner thigh strength. And that will still help hold that power as you get back into the studio. I mean, I always talk about this. I don't, it's so funny to me because when I first went to Miami City Ballet School, our teacher, Carter Alexander, we didn't get, I don't think, to center jumps for like, over six months, I think. Mm. And by the time we finally got to them, all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I can do Petit Allegro. Why is that? We haven't done it in so long. And I realized it was just doing a lot of tondus and a lot of, so I, I always go back to that a lot when I'm teaching. And I think that's something that maybe dancers can think about right now is that there are so many foundational bar, moments at bar that are of course more conducive to your living room um, that will still really help you when you come to the center. And, mm-hmm. you know, so there, there's another right. way to try to attack it instead of being like, Oh my God, I can't jump right now, you know, or something right. like that.
1: So, I, I was thinking about that. I'm really curious to know, that that is a question that I've had in my mind is like mm-hmm. okay, so if I give myself class every day, and let's say we just don't know. Right. Like right now, everything is seems pretty closed for two to three weeks. Right. But um, you know, I, and hopefully ballet classes typically are not more than fifty people. Maybe we can come back with, you know, right. lighter restrictions. Do like steps, uh, steps uh, in New York City, where you take open classes. They had a policy a few days ago that was limiting the number of awesome. people the capacity by 40%. Maybe we could go back to that in two or three weeks or whatever. Right. But let's say that we're stuck in for like 8 weeks and I'm mm-hmm. like I'm I'm going to really do my best to get myself class like 6 days a week. Yeah, I think Bar, great. But like I'm it does make you wonder like what will I be like in the center? Right. But you're saying it works. So,
0: well, I mean, I think that's one thing, one way we can think about it. The other thing too is I do um I tend to do some of these like kind of workouts at home just like because I work from home anyway. So during the day, mm-hmm. if I'm like, I need to move my body. So I have like, do you remember that little stair stepper we had at Miami City Valley, that silver one? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? You didn't go up yeah. to therapy. room. Okay. No, but I, um, I
1: did. I, I had to eventually.
0: Right. So I got that at one point for my husband for Christmas because he's an accountant. And during this time of year. Um, he's really busy and so he can't go to the gym. So we got that thing. It's just like this teeny tiny stair stepper. If anyone's interested, I can put the link up for it. But anyway, so I'll do that at home. And then I'll do, because I am trying to work back to jumping, is I'll have sneakers on. So I will do, and I think the sneakers creates... Maybe not enough bounce, but at least a little bit of cushion where I can do like jumping jacks, and do like a like baby baby jumps in first and second, and it kind of it still helps you have that a little bit of a feeling of jumping. And of course, everyone, please be careful with any of these things we're suggesting. Like, (laughs) we don't want you to hurt yourselves. But if you find that you're thinking like, oh, it's like really painful to jump on tile, you know, I don't want to do that. Like maybe there are just even doing jumping jacks and sneakers might kind of help to simulate that feeling of jumping and that sort of thing. And also, I do want to say I've seen people doing things like pirouettes and point shoes on hardwood floors please be careful with all this stuff that you're doing because that can be do it yeah i i have heard horror stories of people really injuring themselves that way so please 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 especially in point shoes like on slick surfaces please be careful because that's the last thing that we want to is to hear of anything like that so those are my initial first thoughts on
1: so rebecca you are a yogi Yes. person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you, um, and you know, like I said, I think I'm going to eventually need to branch out. I can't stay only doing ballet class for yeah. the next six months under mm-hmm. quarantine. So, um, do you have any yoga, uh, classes that you like online or the things that, um, that we can access that would be good for us
0: yeah so off the top of my head there are a lot of subscriptions one i don't subscription ones i don't tend to do them because i just don't want to have to pay for that and since i am certified in yoga i just kind of do my own class but what has been really really amazing and if you're if you don't have like a home yoga studio or one that you know of in your area um Look them up online and see what they're doing because mm-hmm. my favorite class in Miami, uh, my favorite teacher in Miami, she's about their studio is about to launch an online um, service to watch videos and do some yoga that way. And then some of my studios that are a little bit closer here to where I am in Stuart have been doing the same thing and they're providing it for free. They just it's something they want to give to their community. And because I follow them on whatever I'm seeing them post about this. So I really, I think that's a great idea. Michael, thank you is yoga is such a great cross training. You do not need any equipment. You don't need anything fancy. You don't even Mm -hmm. need the mat on the floor. If you don't have it, you know, you can put down a towel on the floor and that Mm -hmm. will work. And there are a lot, just like within the ballet community where a lot of free resources are coming out online, the same with the yoga community. So I think Mm -hmm. if you're looking for something a little fun and cross training and also to really help with stress at this time that we're all feeling, um, I really suggest that too. And taking a look into that and supporting your local yoga studios as well. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's another great idea. Cool. So, um, to round us out, what do we have? Okay, so we had other things that are not exercise. Yes, <laughs> right. But um, <clears throat> you know, there are other ways that we can consume and enjoy dance, uh, namely, obviously through ballet and dance movies or books. Um, uh, so let's go through some of our favorites or things that you. There are some things I'm a little embarrassed I've never seen and uh, <laughs> or read. So we'll, we'll we'll get into that. So yeah, ba- best ballet movies if. We should have looked up how we can access them, but, you know, we're going to ask our listeners we to like work on their own. <laughs> um, we can. So obviously The Red Shoes, I think, is pretty mm-hmm. universally understood to be uh, the greatest ballet movie of all time. It's been a long time since I've given that one a spin, so I think I should explore that again.
0: Fun to return to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Elliot, Center Stage, an absolute classic. Um, Turning Point as well. Ugh, I haven't seen that in a long time. That would be fun to watch it's, again as well. It's
1: kind of funny to me because I don't think that Turning Point is necessarily a better movie than Center Stage. Hot no. take.
0: Yeah, no, um, no, no, you're right.
1: But it was nominated for Best Picture, multiple acting awards. I mean, it's a better acted movie. Obviously, Shirley MacLaine sure. and, of course. Um, and Bancroft are, are great. But it's, it's just a soap opera. It's just mm. a soap opera with people screaming and like you know ballet uh, as melodrama. Right, so, which sort of but, is Black
0: Swan in the same way, right? Where right. it's just like had ballet is like the backdrop of mm-hmm. a story. Right. Yeah.
1: So White Nights is the movie that I had not seen that I thought maybe I eventually I get around either. to. Oops. Um, and Pushnichkov's been in a few other things, some of which don't involve ballet, but doesn't mean I necessarily need to explore all of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, two Rodgers and Hammerstein films uh, contain great dance sequences. I love the Demille um like ballet dream dream ballet there we go mm-hmm. uh in Oklahoma i just think it's so riveting and unsettling mm-hmm. and really still so good to this day carousel mm-hmm. features jacques d'amboise um another great ballet sequence in film mm-hmm. and then you can get out of um the dance uh out of ballet in particular into great dance movies and you have singing in the rain american in paris top hat top hat is one of my all time favorite movies so Anyone who hasn't seen a Fred and Ginger, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers movie, go watch Top Hat. It is so... Yeah. brilliant
0: and also just a uh, circle back to American in Paris too I recently they had it um you know how I think it's like Regal Theaters does like mm-hmm. randomly oh did you some, go I went and saw it on um, the big screen it was so great and I hadn't seen it in a while and mm-hmm. um <clears throat> they do have that whole ballet sequence at the mm-hmm. end that's right. just like so crazy and cool and mm-hmm. so and it, it just makes you smile the whole time it's just such a cute movie it's great
1: right um but then, of course, uh, revisiting West Side Story now might be a fun thing to do before this Spielberg movie comes out
0: mm-hmm.
1: in uh, December, if movie theaters ever reopen. Oh, my God. Um, it's pretty nuts. I mean, I don't think it's just so much of what's happening is so unprecedented. And, you know, it's like a once in a century thing, if not,
0: yeah, you know. Totally.
1: I mean, um, you know, like the Ohio election being pushed back mm-hmm. or several elections have been pushed back. But I was reading about how basically that's unprecedented. Like we had elections during wartime and times of natural disaster. Like it's just like this is the first time. It's yeah. pretty crazy.
0: That's insane.
1: We're going we're going through it, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make it through we're the gonna power. Do it of,
0: all together. Yeah.
1: Of art. Yes. Right.
0: <laughs> uh let's get uh, into books that we have. Um mm. winners. It's very
1: balancing heavy. We're yeah. very balancing. But I mean that's just us. But maybe some people can write us and let us know yeah. um their recommendations because I would like to branch out in this moment.
0: What is Suzanne's book? Is that Winter Stop?
1: Uh, no, that's Holding on to the Air.
0: How dare you not put that in here in this Well, cluster. I was
1: you know, I was really <laughs> trying to to um so, so yeah, like I said, branch out.
0: I know, you're good. You know, I well, want to say that Suzanne's book is like one of my all-time favorites. It just mm-hmm. feels like like reading a gossip column or something I don't know it's just like Mm -hmm. so interesting oh
1: yeah if you like this those stories I think they're great I was also trying to think of it like in terms of who had the best writing voice and I think Allegra Kent does because I also didn't include Edward's book but Allegra you really feel like it's her yeah um and that's once a dancer but uh Suzanne co um the like her ghostwriter who's credited is Tony Bentley mm-hmm. and Tony Bentley wrote her own book.
0: That's winter season,
1: uh, winter season, which yes. is a classic. It is a dance essential.
0: It really is. And it's a short um, one too. Like, right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. if, it's a quick read. Um, and I just love it too. Cause it's like from that core member perspective and it's just like real and raw. And it's really, yeah. If you have not done that, highly recommend
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also, it, it, I think it captures like the elation and disappointment yeah. that kind of as a core member can su- really come in equal measure mm-hmm. or just how different it is. You know, it's one thing to read a, a celebrity dancer bio, but this was like that perspective. It's, I think especially when that book was released was just so different. Right. 100%. Um, and then another book I wanted to mention that I haven't read in a really long time and I, I, I should return to, but it was, it shook me. Uh, it's called The Unmaking of a Dancer. And hmm. um, it's about a girl who I think she only was an apprentice with New York City Ballet. Uh-huh. And she had a you know terribly overbearing mother. And then it basically, she, she quits like before, maybe even before she gets a court contract, or she gets it or, you know, quits very early on, and then goes through all this other life turmoil. Mm-hmm. And then, Works her way back, works her way back, gets a job somewhere in Europe, and then the—I mean, I guess I'm ruining this. Am I ruining this?
0: Spoiler alert! Uh, That's all you have to say.
1: Okay, spoiler alert. Fast forward thirty seconds. If you're not, yeah, do the thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, Um, and then the the final page of the book is her. She gets a job uh, in another company in Europe. Like Mm -hmm. she's worked her way back after all these years off, and she like takes the contract and like drops it into a river. Okay. Like it's just like it's dark. Like but it's she's to done. To me it's an interesting like I know we don't I we can find those sort of ballet as like perpetuator of all that's evil things. Right. Annoying or or like like you know our our issues with black swan or you know certainly plenty of people have issues with dancing on my grave. Right. Um but um i just thought it was if you if you wanted to go down a dark path that it's it's an interesting book
0: <laughs> that's interesting so uh, kind of along those lines um you mentioned in here too this isn't necessarily a book but it's not a book um john clifford's youtube channel <laughs> youtube channel is really interesting but it connects to a book i really love um balanchine's 101 Ballet stories—is that what it's called? Oh yeah, I, I always at that in ages. L- so that's kind of like it, it's not like you sit and read it, right? It's kind of more like an encyclopedia. Of yeah, you check in right of different ballets. So if you are doing something where you're watching a whole bunch of ballet on YouTube, and maybe you watched a full length or you watched a balancing ballet, and you kind of want like some background on it, that book's really wonderful for. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we would um, drive into San Francisco when I was a kid to go see the ballet on the way we would read from that book of what we were going to see. It's just like cool background and helps you kind of get some more understanding and appreciation for um, different things you might be browsing around on the Mm -hmm. internet right now.
1: So one thing that is not Balanchine related that I I really enjoyed and it's Alistair Macaulay's Margot Fontaine biography, and I, I think he just does a, such a great job of capturing what made her so magnetic and important. And it, it's also quite thin book, like it, um, not in terms of uh, content, but <laughs> it's a short book. So um, you know, it's just a, a nice way if you are like we are can can be stuck in a little bit of a bubble. It's a nice way to, to branch out and appreciate other artists that you're not quite as familiar with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So a few other things that we found um, that's kind of along the art lines. Um, There are 12 museums that are offering virtual tours. Um, We're going to have a a link to that um, that you can kind of browse along if you like to. So if you'd like to find some other sort of art inspiration, uh, there's things like that that's going on that maybe is a nice break from Netflix or whatever. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I then, think that all that is, is – um, Just a, there's just so many good ways now. And I think people are being creative um, to get your art fix in. And one thing that I, I think is so great is that the Met Opera mm-hmm. – uh, do they open up their entire catalog?
0: I, I think they're just live streaming every night, I think, mm-hmm. so, um, is what it seems like. Mm-hmm.
1: So metopera.org, you can go stream. The Met obviously has been doing these great live streams um, in movie theaters and such. So now that – we are unable to access that they've they've put it all online so it'll be another way for us to get through and um, maybe enjoy an education in opera
0: yeah I know have you seen those amazing videos from Italy of the opera singer like on his balcony oh I I mean
1: I I honestly I haven't looked at any of those because I thought they would make me sad
0: oh I mean Uh, it's like it's like very sad but so beautiful you know mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah, so if anyone, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but they're, it's just like this super talented, it's insane. Right. I mean, it's just so cool, but then also so, so insane that we're all just in the same situation across the world. It's yeah. just such a bizarre feeling. Maybe, but, um, maybe
1: I'll, I'll feel uplifted. It's just, it's hard because you go in and out of like, it's just, this is going to be such a long haul and you want to protect yourself emotionally, yeah. mentally.
0: I'll <laughs> but, I'll send you one that made me smile. I'll, I'll send okay. it to you. Yeah. Um. So, then another great medium um, for content right now is podcasts. <laughs> so and by podcast, we mean us. We no. mean us. <laughs> um, no, so we are going to um, try to do as much as we can to kind of be like, I don't know if we'll be able, able to put out extra um, content. We want to kind of shoot for that um, just to bring some positivity. We're not going to be, we don't think, right, Michael? We're not going to be going along our normal publishing schedule. We're kind of just going to like, as we I have feel a
1: little things. erratic, right?
0: Yeah, just because we feel like um, no one really has normal schedule right now anyway. So we might as well just kind of be putting stuff up in a timely manner as we get it. Um, so stay tuned for that. We also are going to start putting out some emails um, with some of our favorite older episodes. Um, so we're going to go kind of like year by year and I'll um, we'll be sending out some emails for that and maybe posting a little bit on social media. So if you want to join our email list, uh, visit our website, conversationsondancepod.com. Um, and then that way we can just kind of remind you of some older episodes you may have missed or maybe haven't listened to in a while, so it'll feel like new content.
1: <laughs> I mean, at this enjoy. point, we have... We, uh, we're we uh, over 200 episodes, right? Or are we approaching... So we're at uh,
0: 176 today, but we have so okay. many bonus episodes in there right. that we're definitely over 200 for right, sure. Right, right, right. So, so, you know, yeah. some things I'm sure
1: even our most devoted fans did not catch them all. Well, yeah. maybe Bruce. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shout out to Bruce.
1: Shout out to Bruce.
0: So, yeah. So, hopefully we can help bring some levity in the situation and kind of be a resource for you guys. So continue to be in touch with us and ask us questions and we'll try to just get some content out there that can take your mind off things. If just for a short time.
1: All right. Thank you, Rebecca. And thank you to all of our listeners and we'll all, we'll all make it out on the other end together. That's right. Stay healthy.
0: (laughs) Wash your hands.
1: 20 Stay seconds. inside.
0: Oh, you have a good recommendation for 22nd song. I saw it today.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, this is for my, you know, my other real passion outside of ballet is of course Mariah Carey and her longest held run, like vocal run where she she goes from beginning to end without stopping, yeah. you know, like a sustained note with lots of melismatic uh, ups and downs. Um, It is roughly 20 seconds and it is from a song called lead the way. So just fast forward to the end of the song and you'll get it. So do you could try to be Mariah for 20 seconds and and you will be doing the right thing.
0: You heard it here first people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Stay healthy. We'll talk soon.
1: Talk to you later. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help. Click over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. Join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, or you can offer a donation conversations on dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners you can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind the curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversations on dance support thank you for tuning in see you next week